This is the fringe. Plunk, 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 plunk. Hello. I fringe. I smell like syrup. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's cancel that one. Hi, everybody. Hello. Whoa. Hello. That audio, though. What audio? You guys are coming through very strangely. Let me check something quick. Good luck. So I'm using Safari. I figured out my issue. I'm yeah? at least assuming I'm using Adamant, ad blocker. Yeah, yeah. Safari, and I think it blocked it. Oh. That's, that's my only guess. Oh, uh, nice. Because there's the iPhone version, but there's also a Safari for a Mac version. Oh, cool. And um, using the new um, content blocker APIs. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. There are, there are no, no um, preferences or anything. It's all or nothing. So I end up disabling and enabling it semi-frequently. Nice. I'm still rocking Ice Weasel, as you know. Well, at least you can rock something. Yeah, more or less, more or less. It's a pretty big week this week, don't you think? Pretty, pretty big week. Pretty I am big. all but one assignment done with the semester, so hooray. That's great. Nice. That's pretty cool. It was a long week, though. Oof. Yeah, totally. We haven't had a an episode one week after the one before in a long time. That's true. It's going to throw everyone off. Nobody was ever suspecting this. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Schedules. What are those? What are those? What are those? Did you guys see all the tweets from the people who screencapped how Apple's... Um, maybe I'll just find the, the link I'm looking for first. The one about how Apple... On Apple's website, they say um, that Apple was the first company to, uh, to use open source as a central part of its software strategy. The first, yeah. the first computer company. People ripped on that a little bit. <laughs> And all, all that all that hate made me kind of sad because it's like open step guys Darwin yeah but yeah. that wasn't successful that's true but it, it doesn't need to be successful for them to say that they were first yeah they do okay if nobody knows you were first then you weren't first from a from a marketing perspective maybe you maybe you are first. Is, is the only thing I can think, I guess. <laughs> yeah. BSD. What's that anyway? I don't know. I think that's an acronym for something. What is it? Berkeley Software Distribution? 
You betcha. Mm-hmm. Hey, I live on. I grew up on Berkeley Avenue. Nice. It's my it's my kind of operating system. Indeed, it is. Indeed, and it I'm is. Still using variants of it today. <clears throat> so I updated to Bash four on my terminal the other day. Yesterday. Nice. I saw something on Reddit about it was you know one of those text files with like 300 commands in it that do stuff on your computer mm-hmm. and the first one was update your shell and I'm like okay I should probably do that <laughs> so I, that's what I did nice because yeah OS 10 has has a nice uh, knack of not updating core command line utilities but I guess that's what homebrew is for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see. So on the Debian box I'm using right now, I've got Bash version 4.3.30, but I'm running Z, the Z shell, so. Okay. Which is 5.07. Ooh, Python update. Is this 3.5.1? Oh no, it's 2.7.11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said screw it to Apple Python. Yeah. That's okay, though. Yeah. Okay, let me see. So did you guys check out any of the Swift stuff yet? I looked at some of it. I poked around, yeah. Um, I followed tweets, and I followed links that people found. I saw, you know, the the big pull that had people complaining about the license. Um, I saw the first commit that Chris Latner put up. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be so fun to talk about this. I I joined the mailing list, uh, the dev and the user's mailing list, and okay. there's some fascinating stuff going on there. What? How much, What's the rate of email on that uh, list? Pro- probably getting about 30 a day. Hmm. Okay. So it's it's pretty pretty active. Is it mostly Apple people? No, it's uh, a lot of a lot of non-Apple people. Hmm. Yes, let's look at the AST since I'm a big fan of compilers. Yes, AST. Mm-hmm. Yep. No idea what any of that means. Just as I would expect. It's it's pretty. Uh... It's, it's pretty intense and it's it's crazy to see how many people are are kind of hacking on it um, even though it's it's pretty it's pretty pretty clearly in its infancy so like let's see I did I did end up uh, building building it and it worked semi reasonably well that's a good sign right there. Right? So, like, uh, I, I don't know if I can. I don't think I can open the REPL, but <laughs> I can I can compile Swift files with Swift C, and that's fun. That's good. But, good. yeah. Let's see. I do path. Hmm. Equals Interesting. There's path a surprising append. number of tokens they define. There's not that many. What do you mean tokens? Yeah, right. So, in your in your parser, you would define uh, symbols in your 
language as tokens. So like you would have uh, an identifier for like a, a variable or a function name. You would have an open parenthesis, a closed parenthesis, um, something they're calling a postfix and a prefix, something they're calling a dollar indent, uh, integer literals, floating literals, string literals, ifs, elses. They're not defining too many tokens. There's like, uh, let's see here, 25 ish. Mm. So it's pretty yeah. interesting. Right? They also make a distinction here operator binary unspaced and operator binary spaced. So that's X plus Y or X space plus space Y. Yeah, right? Yeah, and I thought that was kind of strange. I don't know. So is this all? This is C, right? Most of this? C and C plus plus. Okay, that's what I thought. Rumor has it. Uh, yeah, okay. C plus plus, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I hate C plus plus. I know, right? Never used it. Woo-hoo. Like, I don't even know how people use it. It is so messy and convoluted. Absolutely. Is it? Is it? It's much more than just an extension of C, isn't it? It's yeah. It's much more. Like, unfortunately, you, you could triple up the number of ways to do something in C plus plus. And of course, templating and all of that nonsense will also attack you. Yep, left and right. Cool, cool, cool. So what do you guys... I wonder if Apple will ever rewrite Swift, the Swift compiler, with Swift. I imagine was... that would be something they would do, but probably not soon. There yeah. was a there was a, uh, a mailing list post about it. Um, I'll see if I can track it down for you here. So, uh, as far as I know, uh, one of the reasons that so there's two 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 schools of thought regarding re- rewriting or writing originally your compiler in your language. Huh. And so one school of thought is that if you have to force the language to be able to write a compiler, your language is going to become good at writing compilers, but not necessarily good at writing programs that aren't compilers. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. Rust, for example, was written so that it could compile its compiler. But unfortunately, that means there's certain things in Rust that suck for writing other things. And the complexity grew very similarly to C++. Whereas Go, for example, was not written in Go. Or Go's compiler wasn't written in Go. But then in version 1.6, they started going towards that, ironically. Going, ha ha ha. (laughs) Yep. I feel like um, just looking at Swift, there's less spelling and typos than there was immediately. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think it's just cool seeing people like Chris Latner accepting pull requests and things. Right, right. So, Absolutely. so does that mm-hmm. mean? So, does that mean they've been using like a private repo for like a year and a half, or? Do you think this was an internal repo on some one of their servers that they just moved over here? I'm assuming the latter. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't I can't imagine that they'd be like that as an organization. They'd have any terrible need for a GitHub type thing because they've been using Git for like ages, like long before GitHub was a thing. As, well, at least that's what I've heard. And they have their own bug tracking yeah. system. Yeah, so I feel mm-hmm. like they have their own internal. 
That, see, but that that's another thing too, because they're using Jira for the Swift bug tracker. They're not using an internal Apple thing. They're which literally using good. an Atlassian product. Yeah, which which is, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're not using radars, which is amazing. <laughs> is it under the radar? <laughs> it, one might say that they're going under the radar for this, indeed. Ah, <laughs> uh, so bad. So bad, but so so good. Okay. Did I? Let me see. What does ADT stand for? What am I missing here? Uh, abstract data type. But why don't I That's... see like that listed as a thing? Abstract. American Dinosaur Trainers Association. Uh, I think that might be closer to what it is. Probably. I wonder how long Apple's been on GitHub, though. I bet you they've had private, because I see they have a release on Swift that's 21 days old, and that's a a GitHub thing. That's true. So they mu- I think they must have had private on Git for at least a while, because didn't people find the Apple group? They just had no um, public repositories. I think I think you're so, right about that. But I you guess can, they've you can, probably been on for a year or something, maybe testing it out. I don't know. You can do version tagging in regular old Git. It doesn't require GitHub. Okay. Yeah, but does but that it, does it count as a release though? Yeah. I that's how we've always done it at, at work, I, I believe at least. That when you when you make a tag Because I've made tags will... that aren't releases. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think you can I think you're right that they that they are different but related things yeah hmm like when we used to be on subversion um you 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 didn't hear that you didn't hear that when we were on subversion which was never um (laughs) (laughs) we uh uh like we had to import all of the 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 markers for releases and they show up in github just as though we had released them in github burn it with fire Pretty much. Pretty much. When was Subversion released and Git? Do you know? Git was like early 90s or mid 90s. Yeah, Subversion was before that, I believe. Yeah. I mean, we all lived through that horrible mess and then we all saw the light. <laughs> yep. Did I tell you guys that I changed my uh, my HipChat username appropriately yeah, to I... celebrate the Swift open sourcing? I did not I, hear I saw that. You were... You were a part of that, Ryan. But... Oh, I didn't know what you changed it to for sure. Oh, okay. Well, there's there's a tweet in the notes about it. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, I must go investigate. I did. I did end up going with LLVM Cool J. Oh, nice. And uh, I I changed my job title to Latner said knock you out because I figured. Oh man. That would be appropriate. <laughs> Mark Hamill is pretty amusing too, but yes. Well, but before it, I, I had Jason Derulo. So <laughs> between between those three, I'm I'm feeling pretty solid. And then next up, let's see. I have I have my uh, my schedule open here. I've got a schedule of all these different names to go for. The question is, can I access it from this computer? That's always the question. <laughs> Indeed, it is. Okay, let's see. What should my next one be? Oh yeah, come on, Mark. That's that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, hashtag common mark. Common mark for days. Uh, and then the other one is Johnson the Hut. Um, I think all that that one will probably be the week for yeah. uh, the week of the seventeenth. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. They're going to really hate you that week. Oh, yeah. You betcha. Oh, and then the other one was, um, I, I came up with another one when I was in the car today. And it's going to be Adele, but it's going to be Adele with DLL instead of. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Let's see. Let's see, if I can, let's see if I can type it out. I've, I've never actually typed it out. So who knows if it'll actually work and make enough sense. No. Yeah, if you do a lowercase a. Or you have to. That makes more um, sense. Yeah. Or you can make a pun on Intel and find one on E that's like shifted 45 degrees. Is that <laughs> how the logo is? Yep, I wonder if I wonder if there's a Unicode shifted E. Is yeah, I doubt it, but maybe. Let's see, list of Unicode characters. Oh, Thanks, man. Wikipedia. <laughs> so how is how is Minnesota right now? I just I look out the window, Ryan. Uh, it's uh, fairly warm. This is this is what the outside looks like. Nice. Uh, it looks like a big metal structure. Yeah. It's dark. <laughs> it's it's kind of dark. It's, it's cloudy. It's surprising. It is definitely cloudy. But but despite that, it is fairly warm. I think on Thursday they say it's going to get up to fifty, which means okay. the snow will leave. Yeah. How much snow do you have? Well, uh, maybe an inch now. It's not a okay. lot. It's not it's, much it's, at all. I, I, I think Morris had a bit more. But... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be cool. surprised if we even have snow by Thursday because it's going to be forty. Mm-hmm. Okay plus all week yeah definitely well have you guys seen one here right now mm-hmm. it's been quite warm lately i think which is warmer than normal for denmark but because when have i got you... here it was colder than minnesota and now it's minnesota's colder than here <laughs> nice so, yeah. have you all ever listened to the weather radio the national weather services weather radio I, is I... that the guy with the super robotic voice that i it was cloudy, yeah, and the temperature. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I love that have, so much. I used to have a an alarm clock that had battery backup, so you could listen to that weather on this alarm clock. You just unplug the power supply from it, and nice. you have weather radio with you. And you could also set it as an alarm. That's awesome. See, I don't know what a two pole literal projection is, but it sounds interesting. Totally. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. This file only has 1,200 lines. I think I'll get through it by Thursday. <laughs> it's possible. It's definitely possible. Definitely possible. So wait, okay. All right. This is kind of ludicrous, but Swift uses Jira. LLDB and Clang seem to use Bugzilla. Hmm. And then, of course, there's our... our the omnipresent are good, our good friend, the radars. Um, for... Clang is a, it's Apple's C compiler, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. You know, you sure. know the good one. Yes. Oh yeah. I've, I've been using Clang instead of GCC for all of my, like for, for 2021, I used LLDB instead of um, GDB and LLDB has never failed me. What does LLDB stand for? Lower level. It's, it's like a, uh, so like LLVM used to have meaning and then when they had to create a debugger for LLVM they just made a de- LLDB to make it parallel even though I don't think it actually has any status yeah. as lower levelness I don't really know what that means and LLVM but... stands for lower level virtual machine yeah virtual machine okay that's what yeah. we should have made see I, which I... is the 
Yeah, you go. Also a compiler thing, right? I match. I need to get up on my terms. Yeah, so the LLVM acts as the backend. It, it's like, um, are you familiar with Drupal at all? <laughs> not, not as much as I this is, probably this, should for this. Uh, who explains so the compiler definition. component with a bloody framework? <laughs> it's, yeah, get, get ready for this, Ryan, because this is going to be funny. Okay, so okay, yep. Drupal, Drupal's been described as not a content management system, but a way to build content management systems. LLVM is like that, but for compilers. <laughs> okay. So, it's, so it's it's sort yeah. of like um in in terms of a compiler you have your syntax and then you yeah. have your your language that's made up of that syntax with some semantic semantics and then you mm-hmm. put that into your compiler and then your compiler needs to turn that into various things during its compilation. So your first thing would be to tokenize it and then to parse those tokens into an abstract syntax tree and then yeah. to convert that into an intermediary language. And that's pretty much where, as far as I know, the LLVM part stuff starts coming in because instead exactly. of converting directly from intermediate language to assembly, it converts it to an intermediate language in LLVM parlance, which yep. allows it to be more or less um, language agnostic. So if you can get your language to go to LLVM language, you, you you're good to go and that way a bunch of languages can target this one language and then you're basically compiling llvm instructions okay yep and absolutely. i'm assuming um clang uh compiles objective c as well and so yep. they both go through llvm okay. yeah yeah so nice. the swift so compiler with swift being made faster yeah, so Swift Swift doesn't really it, it like kind of uses Clang for the interoperability with with C, but it also needs a um, there are also like adapters to LLVM that the Swift compiler uses in addition to parts of Clang. At least that's how I understood it. There, there are a bunch of other ones that use uh, a bunch of other compiler frontends that use uh, LLVM too, like Rubinius for Ruby and JX Core for JavaScript. It's pretty it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, okay. so the the big advantage. And honestly, in that compilers class I took, I kind of wish that we had made the class even harder by targeting LLVM, because then instead of just being able to run it on a fake virtual machine in, um, what is it, like, uh, I don't know, I don't know what virtual machine we were running in, but it wasn't a real, wasn't a real program that you could actually run on Windows or Linux or Mac, Mm. um, it it was just some fake thing, but yeah. if we had targeted LLVM, we could have been able to run any pretty much anywhere. Yeah, totally. And that would have been really cool. And is LLVM is that open source? Is that you betcha? Is did Apple start LLVM or is that like a next step kind of thing? So Chris Latner, the, yeah. the dude who's He's, been all over LLVM town. Too. Yeah, he he started LLVM and Clang as like a research project in college. Okay, oh, cool. I, I believe. I believe. Is that correct me if I'm wrong? But I think that's right. I don't know the history personally. I I only read source code. <laughs> but right, I I'm I understand why that class didn't do that. It would have been insane. Oh, totally. Still so, so cool. Right, right. Like I can't so, imagine in a uh, undergrad class. Okay, everyone, we want you to make a language <laughs> that can compile to LLVM. LLVMIR, gotta love it. Oops. 
So I got the Wikipedia article open for LLVM, and I've got the one open for Clang too. But the LLVM one says, the LLVM project was started in 2000 at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign under the direction of some dude and also Chris Latner. And Chris Latner basically took it with him to Apple because Apple was like, you know what we need? A compiler. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Let me see. Clang. Where'd Clang go? There we go. I hope I hope Chris likes what he's written because he's worked with it exclusively for years now. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, it looks like Clang is pretty much the same story. Latner brought it with him, and now basically Apple. It's all an Apple thing. It's pretty cool. But Clang, Clang is self-hosting, so it's written in. Uh, it's written in C and it compiles C It looks okay. like that's. That's that's a thing now. So it nice. looks like if if nothing else, that's that's a thing that the people who have wrote this stuff have done before. So, well, what about that Intel compiler? You can always use that Intel compiler if you're feeling like you want to compile more diversely. Eh. Yeah. What's the Intel compiler? Does that compile straight down to stuff that can run on their chips? Um, it's just it's just another C C plus plus compiler that has been known to be funny. In its compilation output. Yep. Because I've I've realized I've only worked with interpreted languages, JavaScript, Python. Uh, what else have I used? I, I mean, I've, I've dabbled with Ruby and C. I don't know where I was, but I was in one of those CSI classes that I've taken, and somebody. I don't know how I overheard it. Java. That's another interpreted. Well, it's not really interpreted. It's technically it's, compiled. Yeah, but it's compiled and then interpreted. (laughs) (laughs) It's 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 different enough than a standard compiled language that I. I mean, I don't know if it's really that different. I I mean, the differences between Java and C plus plus is one that goes fast and the other one that works. Um, (laughs) Pretty much, like and it and it's unfortunately C plus plus goes fast and Java works. I mean, that's (laughs) that's the unfortunate part. Yep. Or, or we could all just use JavaScript. We could all just run, run our, uh, you know, document dot write everything and and all I, that fun I, stuff. I was, I remember doing that back in the day. But so, my um, yeah, mm-hmm. my comparison with Java is that you know when you compile something from C or C plus plus, you get an executable that you can just run. Where Java, you have to run it through Java, uh-huh. through right? JVM. So it's it's. At runtime, it seems a little different. Yeah, I mean, unless you're you're running on an operating system that is on demand, requires Java to run. So, for example, Android. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yep, that's not technically true, but don't tell anyone. Java on Android, it, it 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 compiles down to basically what it becomes an executable on Android. It yeah. it doesn't require a runtime on Android. Does one JVM run on Android, or does it have several? It's, it's not really a JVM on Android. It's really just compiled. Okay. Yeah, it, it's a it's it's a bit different than the traditional Java stack. Mm-hmm. Just looking at that, I have never figured it out. But that's Android. I don't spend much time in that land. Yeah, I try not to either. Yep. Too much fun. What do you say? Should we uh, get this thing going? Or? Sure. Yeah. I Are have... we doing a full hour or a 45? Because it's been a week. Um, 
you know, uh, what time did you want to leave? I think you said one thirty. Said yeah, yeah. I was probably best for that. I'm not sure. I'm waiting back to hear from someone on Facebook. I also have to do laundry, so like, okay. So do you want to just forty five is probably good, and it's been a week, so I think forty five is okay. Sounds good. good. I'll, we'll, we'll do forty five, and I will put in. Okay, whenever you're ready. Let's do this. One more. One more confirmation. Confirmed. Go. Woohoo! Woo! That was awesome. That was good. All right. Looks like we've got some fun titles to pick from. Yeah, I think I got a couple. So Ryan, I'm, now I'm I'm remembering to go on your on your Google Plus profile, and I'm finally seeing that light on Matt's case, and that's looking pretty spiffy. Yeah, you know, it, it's surprisingly a nice feature. Yeah, it looks quite effective. Uh, and I and and it, and so you you'd think they would make a big deal, or you know, at least mention it in the booklet that they give you. But they don't. They don't tell you what that LED or that IO light button in the front of the case does. Yeah. And I, I never would have assumed that IO LED meant literally LEDs over the IO ports. Yeah, that's that's crazy. It's ludicrous. You know what so I had did, thought is it, it was just some random Molex connector you have to plug in, or um, well, actually, so this case is pretty pretty fancy, so. Instead of just a random Molex connector, there's two connectors. There's a SATA connector that you plug in, <laughs> and presumably what it does is allows the motherboard to watch the fan speeds or something, probably. I don't really know. Okay. But then there's also a Molex that you plug in, which, if you trace it, goes to this hub thing of, like, yeah. ten other three-pin Molex fan things Mm -hmm. and um plugging in that to the power of the mother to the power supply will allow these lights to turn on but also you can plug all of your case fans into this one junction place thing and it's it's really quite spiffy that's awesome which case this is the nzxt uh yeah 530 source Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a really nice case, and it's not really that much bigger than a traditional mid-tower case. It's spacious. All, right. uh, all of the cables are run in the back. It, it's really nice. Highly recommended. And I think all Matt right. got it for only 80 bucks, which is maybe $20 more than a normal, you know, uh, a normal mid-tower. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A good See, I so when I installed the graphics card in my... Uh, in my custom build at home. Um, I don't know if I told you guys about this, but I was kind of a silly person and did not fully understand how to install this graphics card. Uh, so I rather unnecessarily involved a Dremel yeah. and a couple, a couple of other power tools in the installation of this graphics card. Mm-hmm. So now my graphics card is not perfectly seated inside my case. So ever since then, I've been kind of like, hmm, should I get a new case? And the more I look at this one, the more I'm like, yes, I should obtain this case. It's a really and... nice case. Highly recommended. All right. All Definitely. right. I've considered swapping uh, CPUs and things on my server and desktop case because my server case has two two and a half inch and two three and a half inch base and a five and a quarter, where my desktop, my other one has like eight three and a halves that can also be used for two and a half and two mm-hmm. five and a quarter. So... I should really switch and have the the server with more drives in the larger case, but that is not the case right now. Uh, not the case. 
<laughs> not the case. French not- title. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think this is it. Yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> well, we don't have a lot of choices for episode titles, so clearly one of those is going to be used. <laughs> what was yeah. uh, nothing much to see here? Uh, that was what the commit said. The first commit to the Swift repo. Right. Okay. Yeah, let's do that one. Okay. Yeah, okay. And I think this is a good subtitle for it, too. I think so, (laughs) by default. (laughs) That just seems to, like, thematically follow, too. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. So, I think... So, do we have another episode before Christmas here? I don't don't know what your schedules are. Um, let's see. I should be okay for it. I can probably do it. I'm not quite sure when. So on Sunday, I'm moving back to my extended family's house. Uh, I have no idea about um, what I'm doing that day. I don't know if, yeah, I can probably record one there, but I'm not sure exactly when. Um, But then I'm going to Amsterdam the 18th through 22nd. So that weekend is kind of out. Yep. Um, I mean, I could like potentially do the 23rd, but if you want. Let's see, when is but then that? We went... 23rd. That's Wednesday. Are, yeah. are, are we done know. with school that day? Wednesday the 23rd, I have an exam at... What is the university doing? Why would they schedule an exam yeah, that week? What do... are, you, are you guys ready for this? I have an exam at 6.30 to 9 p.m. What? Oh my god. On the 23rd of what December. Is it? 2011. Got oh my gosh. Jeez. I don't even remember the final for that class. I don't even know. So I'm, I'm not sure on when the next would be best for me, but I can let you uh, I can let you know. And, okay, that yeah. sounds good. Um, sounds great. Well, here's what here's what I think we should do. I think um, because we don't know if Brian is going to be able to come back until the next time, he should record the title so that when I make the supercut of podcast for this year, uh, at least he will be in it. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Uh, the title of for what? The, the the this right here title read that all of that oh, right there i should read it yeah and i will record it and uh, i'll put it in the supercut and the, the title here and it'll be wonderful oh does the supercut have to have someone else saying it or what? no but so if you have listened to the supercut of atn one of the cool things i did is i um basically snipped everybody you know everybody saying this is at the Nexus episode 15 or whatever. Okay, yeah. And, yeah, okay. and, and that was pretty cool, so I'm thinking I'm going to do that again. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yes, I can record if you... And if, yeah, does Skype butcher the recording quality? Because I could even record it and send you a file, so it'd be even better. Oh, sure, if you want to do that, if, if you can handle if you that, that very complicated task, that's great, too. I'll do it live <laughs> for you right now. Let me open up the voice memos app. Okay, phone. good luck. Found <laughs> it. The voice novels app icon is just bizarre. And that way, you um, you can um, do takes better if you feel you've messed up. No, we're, we're gonna one hit wonder this. Ooh yeah. Or how how many times do you record every time? Uh, I usually can do it in the first try these days. But when I started, it was tough. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. You know, maybe I'll just do it without the pressure of you guys listening. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Exactly. I'll send it on Slack. How's okay. that? That sounds great. Excellent. Sounds <laughs> good. Yeah, well, okay then. Cool. All right. Well, I'll let you we'll let you go, Brian. Go rock the group project thing. Yep.
That was earlier today. Oh, okay. I think I was going to play some board games with people in my kitchen, but I'm not sure I haven't heard back. Although maybe oh, I okay. have. No, I have not yet. So I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but it might happen. Yeah. And I think they said 8.30, which is what it is now or later. So (laughs) Time zones. Very complicated. Yeah, it's fun. I'm excited to be in the same time zone as most people. Although it is kind of fun here because my productivity is way better in the morning because no one is up. Yeah. Um, So Twitter is dead and it's just like nothing's happening. I guess I have to work on stuff now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Twitter really does slow down at night here. But then it's um, like yesterday, I I was busy in the evening and then I just went right to bed and then I got up and did a group project. So I never looked at Twitter. So I looked and, you know, I have 18 hours of tweets to catch up on, which are the 18 most, um, I don't know, the most. The 18 hours where everyone's up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. Yep. But yeah, All I would right. like to record one more. We will just have to see when. Yep. Sounds good. And then the next one we record, um, Brandon will be reading the title. All right. Sounds good to me. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited for a supercut. So do you just listen to every episode? So traditionally what I've done is, okay, so the first time I made a supercut, which was ATN50, Mm -hmm. uh, I secretly did it and didn't tell anyone. And, okay, well, Matt knew because, you know, he was here. But uh, yeah. basically, we told everybody, ATN is ending. This is the last episode. We're quitting. We're done. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, and then Ian, of course, was so sad and heartbroken. And Ian Decker, of course, knows me. And Ian Decker says, no, he's lying. And then Ian's <laughs> like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> and so that, that supercut was um, easier because I did one clip per episode so that was only five minutes long yeah but of course you don't get a lot of the great stuff from 50 episodes with one clip per episode so the second supercut i didn't have a time limit per episode i just wanted to get every episode with good stuff from each and Mm -hmm. that was an hour and a half which was too long so five minutes to an hour and a half the third supercut i've done that was 50 to 50 to 60 seconds per episode and i got mm-hmm. just under 55 minutes nice so that was perfect so basically what i do is i listen to the episodes and and i try to pull out funny things and either topical things from that episode so if you know if wwdc just happened i would try to get some clips about wwdc if an iphone mm-hmm. just came out i would try to get something about an iphone just coming out and stuff like that you know, something representative about that episode. Yeah, awesome. So you listen to every single episode? Basically, yeah. Why? I know what to listen for because I was there. So I know yeah, vaguely yeah. when we talk about it. I have the show notes up. So I can kind of guess based on the timestamp when we might have talked about it. And skip through. Yeah. So. yeah. so it's not it's not as intensive as you might think. Yeah. Yeah. Still pretty slick. Yeah, looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, ATN supercut, the one you posted, I was listening to on a plane. It was good fun to just yeah. listen to just bombardment at like 1.5 times speed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. Totally. All right. Well, I should probably get going. I got to yeah. grab some lunch. and Good luck on, on all of your studies. 
Yeah, I have I have another Skype call in a little while to uh, get going on that lab. So. Oh man, that is that's that's hard stuff. Did did you do Cash Lab? I know that basically nobody ever does the last one, which is um, uh, Arch Lab. I feel like I did it because I cause I remember skipping. Like I remember, I remember my partner and I not doing the Y eighty six one, and then yeah. realizing, oh my gosh, my lab score is going to be so low if yeah. I don't do the last one. So I did. Pretty sure I did the last one. I just don't remember it. Yeah, yeah. See, that it's was Y eighty six. It's like another Intel thing, but not. It's like it's like a, a it's, contrived yeah. assembly language that the authors of a textbook made up so that yeah. you could. So that it's you could simpler. Do, yeah. Okay. It's simpler, but it makes everything harder in a weird, exactly. convoluted way. Yeah. Okay. So that was huh. that. Those classes basically before thirty eighty one, which I don't know if exists anymore. Those are the yeah. classes I don't have any files from because those were when we had labs in the CSC labs somewhere, mm-hmm. and all, yep. all those files were on those computers. So and it's then, hard to. And then yeah. I don't know what happened to them, and they were wiped, and they were de-wiped, and triple wiped, and not wiped, and then it's like, oh, whatever. Yep. Before yep. before I knew about Enterprise GitHub. <laughs> yep. Enterprise I need GitHub. to find somewhere to put everything because I have a mix of random files on my external hard drives, and I have some on GitHub and put some it all here, in Bitbucket. 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 Yeah, but then I have to just like go through every assignment and make a new repository. Or just, yeah, it's easy. You know, actually, I know someone who makes was one repository for all their classes and they have in the root level a folder for every class yeah i thought things. of that i think that's messy i wouldn't do it <laughs> do a github organization for yourself to organize <laughs> actually that's probably the best solution yep yeah but i think that's what they were doing with one repository they just made it the repository level instead of org level yeah but then mm-hmm. if you want to pull one sometime in the future you're going to get nine thousand repos yeah uh, but if you, you know one folder that's like 400 megabytes although github limits you to what 100 megs i don't know something like that so here so here's a thought you create an org create a bunch of individual repositories and then make one master repository that includes all those other repositories as submodules. oh my gosh that's okay. evil <laughs> i've never used submodules, but i've seen them referenced and i want to i'm curious how they work get submodules, maybe possibly be the very worst thing i think they are i've ever had to deal with at work yep and that's including soap apis oh um, no 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 that's that is worse oh my gosh like uh, the the amount of ridiculous rigmarole we had to go through in order so uh we were working on this project to include uh consistent style sheets across a bunch of uh spring apps uh, mm-hmm. so java apps using the spring framework and um, I was like, oh, well, this is really slick. We could just use Git submodules and all of the assets directories or whatever would just be the same. And that's how we do it. It's kind of like a fake Ruby assets pipeline or Rails assets pipeline. But for some reason, we could not get anybody's Git pull uh, and uh, submodule init recursive or whatever to work properly. So nobody, So nobody other than me was able to actually ever pull those submodules as intended. So at that point, I just gave up. And instead, now we're using uh, a taglib, a JSP taglib, and that is working so slick. Kudos to my manager for figuring that out, because he is a cool dude. Mm-hmm. But that's that's my rant on why submodules are literally the worst thing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> 
I looked into it once and I kind of noped out of there briefly and yep. I found another solution. Yep. Yep. Noped so hard. So hard. <laughs> oh, but Swift is going to be so cool. When people start doing like the sorts of things that they're doing with JavaScript and Swift, it's going to be so slick. Oh, yeah. Just like their type system is the first type system that I don't look at and cry about. TBH. Mm, I don't know. I'd have to look at it more, I guess. I don't know. I love SML's type system. That's true. That's true. SML's type system is pretty darn cool. But yeah. Slick stuff. I'm sad. I'm now that I looked into Swift MN, it looks like they might not be existing any longer. Which would make sense because the organization that was sponsoring it, um, Smart Things, is now absorbed into samsung and moved to not here wow that's quite a departure yeah right but yeah. it looks like they haven't had a meetup since like september, september? yep i could have swore i got an email saying that there was going to be a thing right that, that there was going to be a what do you call it uh a december meetup but so sad so 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 sad mm-hmm but hey, JavaScript Minnesota is still a thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. The one time I went was was fun. Yeah, I, I haven't been able to go yet because uh, get this: the time that JavaScript Minnesota runs and the time that my computer science twenty eleven class runs are literally exactly the same. Ooh, so really? By you the time a, I you have that that late at night. You bet six thirty to nine every Wednesday. That's oh, so it's oh, so it's not multiple times a week. It's just one time. Yep, just one time, three straight hours. That is crazy. Yep. What? Who thought that was a good schedule? Somebody did. I. I. This is like the the semester of strange, strange class schedules. So on on uh, two days a week, I have those classes that go from six thirty to nine, and that's Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, one of them's twenty twenty one. The other is twenty eleven. And then the other one is a design class that has one three hour class on Mondays. And then one 45-minute class or 50-minute class on Wednesdays. So, like, all of my classes are three-hour lecture, 50-minute discussion or pseudo-discussion. Yeah. Which is like, what? Why did I do this to myself? Do you, do you hate the people who call it recitation? <sighs> I hate those people. Yeah, I, it's like... I look on the course schedule and it doesn't say recitation so that, and you're not reciting anything to me. So therefore I yeah, do not refer to, going to what this is. Recitation. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Some car, that's some Carnegie Mellon crap over there. Well, I was thinking it was some Carlson crap over there. That too. That too. <laughs> yeah. That too. That too. In the school of journalism, we just have class. Yeah. I like that better. You're either, you're either in class or you're not in class. Yep. Where do you weigh in on this debate, Brian? <laughs> I've been browsing my friends' GitHub repository, so I haven't been too alert to your conversation. <laughs> that that is okay. In a uh, another nice. another section that's completely different, I found the uh, Coding Dojo's uh, repository from Morris, and it's fun to see because every there's a part of the Computer Science Club. People <laughs> um, meet every week and work together on random coding problems. It's pretty fun. Nice. Everything, the repository is ninety-seven point eight percent Java and two point two percent Groovy, and that probably <laughs> tells you the direction that this computer science discipline went. 
because they used yeah. to groovy, groovy on Rails for their software development yep. class. And now they're using that. JavaScript. So, see, so I've some of the repositories that I use it for work are like. 98% Java and 2% Groovy, but the Groovy is in the config files or the um, That's funny. the build scripts, right? Because they use uh, what's it called? The Gradle, Gradle yeah, to do the building. Yuck. Yep. Well, it's, I don't know. Gradle, Maven. I, I haven't found a Java build tool that really has made me happy. But what what is um what does Android use now? I don't remember what it's called. All right, pulling it up real quick. Maybe it is Gradle still. I don't. I, I feel. I thought there was a new one they used. I don't yep. Know. As of 2015, 11.02. I don't know. It is Gradle. It is like a Gradle. They're using they're using Gradle to replace Ant, Ant apparently. So they were using Ant before. Is that a thing? I, I I thought I don't see. It's complicated because I I remember making my first app in Eclipse, which was which was using Maven, huh. and Ant. So I assumed that Android Studio had their own. I don't know. Everybody yeah. complains about something. You're I guess. Right. You're right. You're right. See, I I only ever used Maven for the the major java project that i have done not with not with an employer well no this was with an employer but with um with for that twilio project i did i just used maven yeah uh, and that's technically not an employer employee relationship it's just a contractor thing but um it i've maven seemed pretty slick as far like it's basically it, it seemed similar to the sort of thing that you get with NPM or mm-hmm. similar to the sort of thing you get with Bundler or Ruby gems yep. where it just exists. And then if you want to use it, you must include it and go from there. Yeah. I remember how, how reluctant I've been to include third party packages in my Java projects. Mm-hmm. Very reluctant, very reluctant. Indeed. Java and libraries is not as easy as, JavaScript and libraries. That's the only other thing I've used libraries with. Or I guess Python, even. Have you, have you ever done that uh, require require JS through, like, Browserify? Or I, no, yeah. I never have. I have done Browserify before, I only, don't, for, I don't. only for fun. I think I used a setup for, like, a week this summer that used Browserify. Yep. Maybe. No, I don't know. Was that, like, a live watch thing that would sync between different clients? Um, I'm sure there's a module that does that, but it's... I don't know if that's browser. Let me look up Browserify. Browserify wraps the... So it'll take out the require directives and replace it with the... Files. Files itself, yeah. yeah. But I think what you're thinking of, Brian, might be Meteor. Or just Live Reload. Or Live Reload. No, uh, live something reload. else. Maybe it was Meteor. I did mess with Meteor for like a night or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was some library. I, thought, I don't know. Who knows? I did get one other thing that you guys might be interested in here. I put it in the fringe notes. It's called Code in the Dark. Have you guys seen this? Mm, I don't think so. Clicking it, it, loading it. It sounds pretty slick. Basically, you get 15 minutes and a screenshot, and you have 15 minutes to um, replicate it in H, you know, in a pseudo pixel perfect manner with HTML and CSS. No previews, no frameworks, no nothing. You have oh, to code cool. it yourself. So, right. so basically you're just asking to fail. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh-huh. But it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Oh, that's what I thought in October. I totally could have gone. Damn. Oh well. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that if 
it seems like this would be the sort of thing that would be kind of cool to do around here but also yeah just like for just like for fun with like the three of us or with the max pierke types oh, yeah. yeah i've 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 wanted to participate in some like group challenges or team things like this for a long time, like a hackathon or something. And I yeah. just want to, I did a little hackathon this summer with some friends and it was pretty fun. I'd like to do another one in a, you know, a different environment, different people too, or even more people or whatever, just to do another kind of thing. Cause it sounds really fun and yeah, right? challenging and great experience. And Totally. Totally. And this seems like the sort of thing that, this seems like the sort of thing that would almost be more fun if it were with a smaller group of people. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, and not so much like with the, with the, you know, typical hackathon kind of environment or the, or the, um, did you guys ever do like, uh, like robotics or or Lego league sort of stuff? I didn't like, and how, how it's like robotics in college, but it's a lot different than. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely, definitely. But like in in middle school, they had the like Lego League one where like all the kids were swarming and stuff. Yeah, really, lots of lots of people. It just seems like this would be cool with a smaller number of people, and therefore we could probably make it happen with just Nexus folks or folks in our Twitterverse, or maybe even yeah. we could get code people cool. to to sponsor. Yeah, it. that'd like, be pretty cool. Code in the dark would be would be fun, something like that. Because it's pretty sure we could just do a couple different rounds. Everyone, maybe everyone brings a template. Mm-hmm. or something and then and they'd have to be whatever whatever things they're mocking up they wouldn't be super complicated yeah mm-hmm. but you know everyone brings something and then the challenge is everyone else has to try and make that i think that'd be fun that'd be awesome yeah that'd, that'd actually be pretty cool too yeah yeah we Let's should do, do it, it does, is there a location that we can post this in or do we just go in a basement uh we could probably grab about, like uh, a big long table with power and ethernet or something and you know yeah i don't know i'm wondering if we could get one of the old um is there a room in the u that we could use or yeah i well there there are some really great, great spots in w bob but um <laughs> but that's kind of far afield we could probably also grab any of the classrooms in stss right probably i've had mixed uh, i've had mixed luck there in stss getting rooms after hours yeah this would be what in January probably? Probably, yeah. We could get if if we can't get that, like that's that's why I'm thinking like office buildings because like I can book conference rooms. Conference mm-hmm. rooms are not really a problem, and especially during times when people are not really there. Um, so evenings is, on the weekend. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I I guess that's the trick though. The weekend, like that's the point where we need I need to like check in with managers to be like, would we? Like yeah. d- during during like the workday, it's one thing because it's like actual work purposes. Yeah, but then that's getting in the way of others too. So yeah, yeah. But it's we can we'll figure something out, or just we use someone's basement or whatever. That's true. Basements are perennially available, or even <laughs> gasp a main floor. <gasps> what? That's silly. Nobody ever codes anything on main floors. I don't think so. I think everybody pretty... uses the LL floor. Yep. Or we could be that group of people and go to a Starbucks and just take over and just scare everyone because they're all working on code. Yes. <laughs> awesome. And then oh, if have, somebody asks, you tell them, we're hacking. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out. Hacking into the mainframe. Okay, you guys, if you haven't already seen this, you have to look at their editor because they have a special editor that you can use for this purpose. Oh, no. Um, I want to see if I can find a link to it here. I don't know. Editor if... for what? 
for Code in the Dark. Okay. Like a text editor or? Yeah, yeah. You guys got to take a look at this. I'll put it in the show notes and then again. In... This, is, this is a good fringe, I got to say. Yeah. 10 out of 10 for this fringe, definitely. Um, their editor is pretty ludicrous. Oh, that's so kind of you... cool. Wow, look at those, look at those numbers. Oh, so is, is the thing you just, um, you just code it in. Look, I'm already getting in trouble. I tried to hit control S. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. There was another thing though, where you can, uh, where they have some really weird effects for the code in the dark editor. But yeah, the, the point is that you just code it in basically in one file or something like that. Yeah. Oh, so you just inline HTML, everything. Yep. Cool. Oh, yeah, this would be awesome. But now I want to see if I can find the the weird effect that they were using because there was something really ludicrous wherein you, you would just, um, all of your, every keystroke would have you, like, uh, some really fun little animations, but I can't find it now. Hmm. Almost there. Did you guys see this? I don't remember if it's somebody that we mutually follow or it might not be. Was it the one where like when you type there would be like these splashes of little colors? I think that's it. Uh wasn't that one of those like sublime text extensions or something? It might be. I don't know. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Okay, here. So I've I've got the tweet for it. So um this this says no previews. If it's an editor at all times, does that mean you can like memorize the uh, URL to some CDN of some library? You can use that, presumably. But I think there might be some. There might have been some prohibition on not using. Yeah, I guess. Any, yeah, no iframes, framework snippets, or other assets outside of the ones listed in the instructions are allowed. Okay, the so and, and if the instructions scratch. has some asset, you could use that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, if we were to make a bunch of mockups in Photoshop, then you could give the components that you used in the mockup to the person. Otherwise, that would be really tricky. Oh, yeah. that, that editor, that uh, mm-hmm. the power mode, that's awesome. Right. Oh, that's, that's so cool. Yeah, 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 that thing. Was that was that Code in the Dark that did that originally? Yep. Uh, I don't know if they did it originally, but I know they did it here. Uh, they did they, they, they uh, they did it in their own editor. Hmm. Now I'm just typing gibberish. Oh, and that's, a, that's an Atom plugin, it looks like. Yep, that's right. Right, because Atom's w- written in Node, okay. Oh, so this is slick, and you can even look back at the at the preview, at the screenshot that you're given yeah. in order to make it. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, how do I do that without a framework? Gotta make your own grid system. Oh, fine. <laughs> I guess I know how to do that. Well, I've been doing it for years. Clear, so clear, like- clear both. Float left, float right. Yep. Float up, float down, float backwards. At 200 combo. Nice. Well, you know, at least there's a good thing about this. The menu doesn't have to work. And it doesn't have to be responsive. Indeed, it doesn't. That editor is too much fun. 
Oh, it's so stressful. I can't keep a combo up for that long. I need to think. Yeah. Well, if you just hold a key down, you will get combo. Yeah, and then just look away at the screen so it's not distracting. <laughs> yep. Hitting, hitting backspace does not count, though, but yeah. And, well, I mean, I can I can see why. Mm -hmm. All right, well, I think I better get going, but yeah. it was great to talk to you guys. This is fun, yeah. Quite fun. See you on the flip side. Yep, have a good one. Yeah, you. you all too. You just glitched out. Yeah, that's what <laughs> happens with Comcast. Hey. All right, I'm going to download a file. Oh, wait. It's not going to compile. I have three lines of randomness at the top. Let me put that first. I made a sweet, sweet uh, HTML file as my my test. Nice. Download. I'm going to just hit Command S. Export as PDF. Download that. Oh, yeah. It's great. It says, ah, in a paragraph. And then an H1 in red, it says, hey, guys. That's all you need to start with. Yes, exactly. I should just do some, uh, like for a template, just just do some crazy CSS animation and say, hey guys, good luck. How do you remember your keyframes? Oh. But that'd be fun. And like, I think, you know, everyone could have a slightly different theme and some people have an advantage and some wouldn't. And, and you do some more for styling and some more maybe for some JavaScript. Yeah. But man, JavaScript things, actually any any web development without the ability to look up documentation is going to end in a horrible mess. Pretty quickly, yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, I will be getting going here. I have, I will be meeting for games in a little bit. So sounds good. Have a good day. It's been a it's been a good day. Seven hours in the future. Yeah, Ooh. definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, have a good one. Have a good last week of class. Oh uh, well, technically next or, week is the last week, but yeah, okay. last full last week. full week. Yeah. Last. Yeah. So wait, next week is what? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or something? Yeah, something like that. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I will record this and send you a nice file. Excellent. Sounds good. Cool. Yep. Have a good one. All right. Yeah. You too. Bye. And there you have it. That was eight bit. No, it wasn't. That was Podkit. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to do the title read just in case Brian doesn't, but I think he will, so. This is Podkit, episode 15. Nothing much to see here. On Sunday, December 5th. On Sunday, December 6th, 2015. And now, there are no drivers whatsoever. This episode of Podkit is hosted by Brandon Johnson. Is hosted by Brandon Johnson, Brian Mitchell, and Ryan Rampersad. This episode has show notes at thenexus.tv slash pk15. Yeah, that was a pretty terrible read, but uh, if nobody hears it, it's okay. 
Anyway, have a good one. I uh, will see you later. We'll see if Ian Buck decides to do his show today. Not sure for sure, but we'll see. Anyway, have a good one and watch out for cars. <laughs>